This podcast has been brought to you by AD Banker and Company. They have been helping those new to the industry to pass their insurance licensing exam since 1979. Find out more about how they can help you license your producers and staff at adbanker.com. And Melissa Dowling was appointed the acting director of the Illinois Department of Insurance by the Illinois governor in July of 2015. She served in a leadership position for both insurance departments in Connecticut and now in Illinois after 25 years in the private insurance sector. At the NAIC, Director Dowling is involved as a member and a leader of quite a number of task forces and working groups. She is honored by the privilege of contributing to the growth and innovation underway in the insurance industry in the state of Illinois and nationally. In July 2014, Insurance Business America magazine named her one of the 50 elite women in insurance, highlighting her commitment to consumer protection and regulatory innovation. Prior to her regulatory work, Director Dowling was a senior vice president at Mass Mutual, where she built the institutional insurance business to more than $12 billion in annual revenue and created an award-winning women's markets initiative which contributed to an increased number of female sales agents and sales material and approaches geared toward women. She served as Chief Investment Officer at Connecticut Mutual and held positions in investments and treasury functions at both Aetna Life and Casualty and Travelers Insurance. She is and has been active in government roles on numerous uh, and on numerous nonprofit boards focusing on education and literacy. Director Dowling earned her bachelor's degree from Amherst College and MBA in finance from the Graduate School of Business at Columbia University and holds the CFA Institute's Chartered Financial Analyst designation. I'd like to welcome to our program today Anne Melissa Dowling, who is the uh, Acting Director of the Illinois Department of Insurance. Uh, Thanks for coming on our program today. You're quite welcome. Say, how's the weather look in Chicago? We've got a little snow uh, coming down in Kansas City. I think that's heading our way, but we're more on the cold snap. So, you know, highs in the 20s with the wind chill factor in the teens or lower. Yeah. Now, in Illinois, of course, uh, is your headquarters in Chicago or are you based out of Springfield? We have uh, our team in both places. I um, headquarter out of Chicago, but... Uh, we have at least 200 people down in Springfield as well, so I go up and down uh, to see them both. Yeah, now you were, uh, I understand, uh, appointed uh, by the governor uh, back in 2015. Uh, how did that come about, uh, where you were appointed uh, uh, to the department uh, there in Illinois? Because I understand that you also served in a similar capacity in Connecticut. I just got a phone call after I had left the Connecticut department, uh, perhaps several days later, uh, from a member of the governor's uh, staff, uh, just exploring possibilities and asking if I would ever consider this role. You know, it's uh, what uh, you came then, I th- I'm looking at your resume from private industry where you spent some time uh, both at uh, Mass Mutual and at uh, Connecticut Mutual and Aetna, uh, what do you feel was some of the assets that uh, or experiences you were able to bring to the department because you had industry experience? Uh, how was that beneficial when you took on the role of regulator? 
Well, it was a varied career because I spent a good chunk of it in the investment world um, at these companies. And so we're always looking at what are the financial underpinnings of companies and how do what we invest in impact the financial solvency of our own companies for the long term. So that was extremely helpful. And then I moved on to building a business that was very capital intensive and understanding how that impacted a company's solvency, as well as needing to do quite a bit of state and federal lobbying um, because we were creating a lot of new businesses and um, new products. And so I, I was able to understand what it was like to interact with um, the government regulatory areas. But it was really quite eclectic because we also dealt with all the distribution lines. The most important thing was the variety of experience and somewhat of uh, compassion to understand what it feels like for many companies to deal with regulators and particularly multiple levels of regulation. Yeah. You know, you might tell our listeners, uh, you know, they don't often think of uh, a director or commissioner, a commission of insurance and uh, until, uh, you know, they've got some issue that comes up. Uh, what is the overall responsibility of the Illinois Department of Insurance? Kind of what's the charter, your purpose, or your mission? Our mission is consumer protection and to make sure then that uh, everybody licensed by us follows all the laws. So that's agents, companies, and any of the third parties related. Um, but it also means in order to provide the most opportunity for consumers uh, is to strike a balance for a very robust and competitive marketplace. So we're constantly uh, looking at the balance between protecting an individual and making sure the marketplace is robust so that there's choice. Yeah. So you've got uh, quite a staff. Uh, I think you mentioned it earlier, but how many folks work at the department uh, and how many divisions do you have? We have about 260 now that we will be filling in there because of the uh, types of things we look at are now getting more and more interesting and complicated, particularly with issues around uh, data and cybersecurity and so forth. So we're spending a lot more time and resources on that and need new sets of skills. Uh, there are probably about eight or nine different units here, uh, some dealing with financial solvency and exams, a legal unit, a product development unit, several consumer units, um, and then we have uh, a pension unit with us, so all the uh, municipal pensions of the state uh, work through us and uh, our regulatory oversight, uh, market conduct, fraud review, um, I'm sure I'm missing several others, but a lot of different things go into the oversight. Yeah. You know, uh, fraud, you mentioned that uh I know there always seems to be uh, out there uh, people who may be cutting corners or bad guys who are trying to take advantage of people. Tell me a little more about your fraud division and uh, uh, what kind of staffing you have on that and what kind of what kind of issues do they find that keep recurring and coming up? We have a relatively small team there, um, but we have just spoken to our governor's office about expanding that substantially. The team we have now legislatively is permitted to go after workers' compensation fraud, which is a huge issue across the country and certainly, you know, quite large in Illinois as well. In fact, it's a large part of the governor's turnaround agenda to focus there. Um, 
We also see a lot going on with auto rings. We see a lot going on with um, uh, health fraud. Uh, there are a number of different things we want to be able to expand to because insurance is just uh, a ripe target for fraudsters, and so we are looking to expand that unit substantially. We also see the state police as a great partner. Right now, they partner with Medicaid on medical fraud, and we've reached out to them to uh, help us in some of the other levels of fraud, so that's a terrific partnership, too. Do you have any, not to catch you on uh, the the call uh, with any specific data, but do you have any kind of numbers that would indicate to to people out of every dollar of premium, uh, you know, what uh, is attributable to loss uh, by fraud? I don't for the purpose of the interview, but we we could uh, get that to you. And if you want to do one more segment, we can give you that answer. Well, it's, uh, you know, it's certainly a cost of uh, that most people don't often think about. Uh, The cost of their insurance involves uh, paying uh, and and dealing with those uh, issues when when, uh, people are behaving dishonestly out there. So, uh, yes, it is significant. And I would say that... um, Industry is very supportive of this growth in our role because um, while they have a lot of data for us, they don't have um, the ability to prosecute, which we would, and so that's why we're we're trying to do this on their behalf. And then when that happens, you can lower the cost of insurance because you don't have to build in those reserves for fraud. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's uh, what are some of the trends or things happening in Illinois that uh, – uh, that you feel like uh, consumers uh, ought to be aware of uh, that might be happening now or in the near future? One of the largest things that's happening out there is the use of uh, data for pricing, uh, the ability for companies to use data um, in a much more targeted way so that a consumer actually who's willing to and uh, gives permission to share personal data could perhaps have more precise pricing uh, for some of the risks that they're asking to be insured. Uh, Similarly, the issue, and we have to be very careful with that because we want to make sure that privacy is protected and that no more data than is uh, permitted is used. Automated cars, automated I should say automated vehicles, are a big focus here. As you can imagine, Illinois is a very big focus in transportation hub in the United States, whether it's cars, buses, trains, um, you know, certainly large uh, freight fleets and so forth. Uh, there's a lot of interest here, and I have been working with our uh, director of the Department of Transportation on what we can do uh, to be in front of the issues of automation so that they can be most efficient for people here. Um, and that, you know, sort of links out to, you know, at least in Cook County or this, the county that includes Chicago, a lot of use of uh, ride sharing, um, a lot of uh, sort of B&B type sharing, a lot of very interesting products coming forth in that regard. Um, so there's a lot of innovation we are looking into as a state, whether or not the use of distributed ledgers or blockchain uh, makes sense for our industry and for our consumers. So a lot of really interesting things. 
certainly um, every state is looking at the issues around change in policy around health care and whether the Affordable Care Act um, will have uh, itself repealed or whether it will be amended in different ways. And so we want to be very careful to um, make sure we're very involved in that discussion at a federal level as well. Yeah. You know, you mentioned something about uh, like the Airbnb uh, where people are renting out uh, rooms or places. I guess it. it uh, I'm guessing that someone that has they would have to look at their homeowner's policy and talk to their agent to know whether or not what kind of coverage they would have if they're renting out uh, a room in their home or a uh, something like that. I guess I hadn't really thought about that. Yeah, most people assume their homeowners covers it, and it doesn't. So there, there is a um, an app, a number of people developing apps for that sort of sharing economy type of um, product uh, that would apply just to those rental times. You know, changing the conversation a little bit towards producers, uh, you know, what kind of a message, uh, if you had an opportunity to sit across the table from a producer, uh, what kind of a message would you want to communicate to them about the Department of Insurance and your role? We want to make sure that they understand that we are quite accessible, that we are open to hearing from them, and we do meet with the Illinois Insurance Association and our agents association here on a very regular basis. So we do hear their concerns and issues. Um, and so we'd encourage producers to join into those organizations because then they get a very large voice. Um, but we want them to understand we're here to, to help them. You know, we need to make sure that their careers are as robust as possible. And there are a lot of changes going on out there in terms of the way people distribute product. And that creates some anxiety. So we're working together with our producers on that. Yeah. I noticed uh, your involvement in the NAIC and quite a number of, uh, of uh, task force and uh, working groups. Um, how do you feel that your participation in the NAIC, uh, what value adds uh, from your involvement in that uh, carries over that you can bring back to your department and, and your ability to run things there in Illinois? I was very careful on what I selected to be involved in so that they would reflect the issues and the concerns of industry. In fact, I talked to industry before selecting and asking uh, what committees to be on. And then as I'm on them, um, as we have issues come up, we convene the relevant industry members and producer members quite frequently, as well as the advocate community when that's relevant. Um, and so, you know, I, I've actually talked to them at different times when I've been asked about different roles and said, would this be a value to you or not if I were to join this? So we have a pretty good exchange back and forth. Well, as uh, you've listened, I'm sure, to our podcast that we, we kind of like to take a different approach and know a little bit about our guests. Uh, where did you uh, you grow up? Where, did you uh, come from Connecticut? I did, yes. I was born in Connecticut and spent most of my life there. Yeah. What did your mom and dad do when you were growing up? Uh, my dad was an orthopedic surgeon and uh, my mom was home with all of us running the show. And all of us was uh, a clan of... How many kids? I have uh, two sisters. Now, when you, I understand you went to Amherst College when you went off to college to get your bachelor's degree, and then I see you worked on your MA, MA, MBA. Uh, was it your plan to get into the insurance uh, industry, or was that something that happened by more by accident? 
ladder. Uh, growing up in Hartford, which at the time was considered the insurance capital of the world, um, I vowed that I would never stay in Hartford nor work in the insurance industry. Uh, I focused in the arts and um, then went to business school with a full plan of getting a business background to be in arts management and so forth. But as I went to school in Manhattan, um, I kept getting exposed to the financial world and to Wall Street and the trading industry and so forth. And uh, before I knew it, I realized how much I loved that. And so that's, uh, it just happened serendipitously. I really loved it. Yeah. What was your first job in the insurance business? I was hired by Aetna uh, Life and Casualty. At the time, it was a multi-line company, and I was a private placement analyst in its investment department. It's, uh, say, what, uh, uh, if you were to be asked by a niece or a nephew about uh, who is graduating from college and considering a career in the insurance business, what kind of advice would you give them? I would say that... Um, it is one of the most broad and eclectic industries out there. Um, it is not just, most people think of insurance as just simply the sales process they've ever experienced, but insurance has some of the largest amounts of capital in the world that can be deployed, so they are always investing in every industry you can think of across the world. Um, they are also looking at all kinds of needs that's highly involved in the latest technology or cyber protection, um, data manipulation in, in the best way. Um, there are skill sets across the board uh, that are needed, and it's very, very interesting. It's very dynamic. Um, there's just so much that one can do in a company um, that's focused on risk management, um, you know, all the way from uh, terrorism all the way down to, um, you know, these very interesting things we've been talking about, such as uh, rideshare or Airbnb or, uh, you know, the insurance for one's cell phone or, you know, so forth. So uh, there's just a really quite a bit going on there. Uh, and certainly if you're interested in the distribution side and selling the products, that's also very interesting because there are so many new tools now for uh, producers. Yes, that's exciting. Well, uh, Director uh, Dowlings, thank you so much. It's been wonderful to visit with you and a delight to, to visit with you on the phone today. And, uh, uh, and uh, thank you for coming on the program. Well, thank you so much for having me. Oh, hi. You're still listening. Well, here at Insurance Radio, we love having personal conversations with the most successful executives and regulators in the financial industry. If you know an individual who you think would be a great guest for our program, you can find our email and phone number at our website, insuranceradio.com.